This is Werewolf the Podcast, a podcast about the role-playing game, Werewolf the Apocalypse. Have you heard of high-level games? If you're a content creator looking to make your dream a reality, you need high-level games. High-level games does layout, editing, and development support such as Kickstarter and more. Even if you're not a creator and just want to enhance your game with exciting new supplements, go to highlevelgames.ca and check out Dark New England for V20. High-level games. We want to help you level up your role-playing game. Highlevelgames.ca Welcome to another episode of Werewolf the Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Josh Heath, and we are joined by Carrie. How are you today, Carrie? I'm I'm a little sick. Just mm. a little bit. That's okay. So I'm kind of grumbly. Well. Yeah, we're going to have a very gravelly recording. <laughs> Highly <laughs> appropriate to the material we are recording about today, isn't it? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I'm just saying the Garal would have fixed me. <laughs> yeah, they would have used Mother's Touch or Bear Mother's Touch or whatever their version of it they is. They would have Care Bear stared and I'd feel better. <laughs> um, so we are recording an episode on the Garal Breed Book. Before we talk about that, though, I want to remind folks that we have a Patreon. Go and become our patron. Um, it helps us keep the podcast rolling. You can become a member of our Discord for a dollar, where we talk about werewolfy stuff quite a lot, uh, as well as you get access to any works in progress that I am doing for the Storyteller's Vault. And if Carrie ever does anything for the Storyteller's Vault, we can throw in works of prog- uh, in process up there. Oh, yeah, I could do that. You know, that would be cool, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, so go become a patron, because we, you know, need your support. So... <laughs> Yes, please. I'm trying not to make this sound like a telethon, but please think of the children. Think of the little cubs. Yes. The little wear bear cubs. The bear girl cubby cubs, please. Uh, they're like Care Bears. We're going to probably reference Care Bears quite a bit in this episode. I'm just, yeah, that's just, I've decided. It happens. Um, this is the second time we've recorded this episode, too. So there's a lost Garal episode in the ether. <laughs> Uh, well, this book was published in 1998 by White Wolf Publishing, and its authors are Jackie Casada, Nikki Rea, developed by Ethan Skemp, art by the wonderful Pia Guerra, Jeremy Jarvis, Ron Spencer, and Drew Tucker. So, folks we've heard about before, uh, referenced in this book, from the beginning, I guess, Carrie, what are your thoughts on the cover and the beginning um, you know, I think the cover is just okay. It does what it needs to. It tells you what it is. <laughs> you know, it tells you the book. I don't think the colors are anything fantastical. Um, the more the more I look at it, I think maybe the color choices was supposed to be a mixture for to represent like the brown bear and the grizzly bear and then the the cool colors are supposed to represent like the the polar bears that mm. are in the book um but no <laughs> it, it just it's just a color palette like there's nothing exciting about it so yeah 
I like it from an like from a color standpoint, but I also kind of go, eh, it's a cover. It doesn't make me go, ooh, werebears. It just kind of if like, I was uh. if I was walking by and wasn't interested in werewolf already, I would not feel compelled to pick up this book. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Fair. After that, though, we get into what I find is a really good comic for understanding the Garal in a lot of ways. Um, I particularly yes. like this very first piece of art. Oh, with the yeah, there, the 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 cover, the the front page for the comic book is a clearly it's a zombie girl, like his guts are even seen out of his chest, um, and it looks very gross and wormy, and there's a little dude at the bottom going, "Oh, Gaia, what have I done?" You know, and. Yeah, that's kind of. I think that kind of encompasses the negative side of Garal completely. <laughs> yep, yep. It is a very good splash of hey, when you Garal badly, this is what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the actual book, you because know, I've got a physical copy of the book in front of me. It's in color, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and it's sharp. Yeah, it's really like. The reds and greens here are very, very um, uh, effective. Like, I don't know. I just feel like they're warm, but not in a good way. Well, art-wise, what they did was they just, they they did a very simple complementary color. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why the, the red and the green vibrates so much is because there's the same amount of red as green. And when you have complementary colors like that, one should always be dominant. And mm-hmm. when they're not dominant, it vibrates. Mm-hmm. That's, That's my cool. degree. That's my degree talking. <laughs> well, your degree uh, is very useful in this case because that's cool. That like it does feel like it vibrates. <laughs> <laughs> there. What uh, What are your overall thoughts of the comic just as a whole? I um, for, for as, as not liking of this book, which everyone is going to find out I am, I think this is probably the best comic I've read to date. Like yeah. it just, everything about it, I go, yes, I know. I, I've gotten everything I need to know out of this comic to know the good stuff about playing a girl, like the fun stuff. I shouldn't say good, the fun stuff of playing a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I think that they were very. There, there's a lot of little nods to the universe and to being a little um, tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. Like this actually feels like it was a tabletop game that was ran. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, there's an interesting special thanks in there. Going, what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, there's an interesting little special thanks in here that makes me go, oh, I bet they ran this as a story, as like an opening story for these folks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <coughs> um, the, the, the two things that, uh, the, the one thing that I didn't like, and this is just, I don't know that it can be helped, is that when they all go into Krynos and are, are like, look how big and scary we are they're big but they're not really scary looking because they look like giant teddy bears but i don't know that 
there's anything to be done for that because when you draw or illustrate a bear, it always looks cute, even if it's not. Yep. You know, that's just the nature of a bear, I guess. Um, and I think on some level that's because of teddy bears. Like we've have this view of bears as being kind of nice and cuddly animals and, uh, they are not so much nice and cuddly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I want to point out in the comic and then I'll let you talk. I realize I keep cutting you off. I can't tell if I'm cutting you off or if it's just, I'm so out of breath from being sick that I'm just trying to get my words out as fast as possible. You're fine. Is, um, they have a, they run into some campers and I, I was so tickled at the campers because one of them is wearing a Chicago bears t-shirt and that always just cracks me up when, when, you know, like it's tongue in cheek like that. Like, you know, of course, you know, the person wearing the bear shirt is the one that gets killed by a bear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one is wearing a prophecy, the monster movie t-shirt which is you know obviously a a jab at their own line of of games but now i want to play that (laughs) prophecy the monster movie that would be an awesome game yeah right maybe maybe that's what maybe that's the project you and i need to do Ooh. Mm. Mm. yeah yeah sounds like a cool sounds like a cool (laughs) collaboration there we go So anyway, but overall, I I really enjoyed the comic book. I think it's the best one they've done. Yeah, um, I agree. I really enjoy it as well. I think the story is done really well. I think it tells you a lot about who the Garal are, the things that they do, the things that they are renowned for doing and sometimes do badly. Um, mm-hmm. So it's one of those ones that kind of like the kinfolk unsung heroes story. I recommend everyone actually go out and find this book just for this bit at the very least. And then be like, okay, I don't know if I need the rest of the book, but at least enjoy the comic for what the comic is. Yeah, absolutely. And that said, I like this book a lot, um, but I know that's not necessarily true for everybody that reads this book. Um, (laughs) do you want to tell folks a little bit about the things that you dislike about the book and we got um, a bit of advice that I actually like maybe we should front load our frustrations with the book or the books we review early and then dig in and try and find some of the good stuff after that how do you feel about that as an idea (laughs) okay everyone's like look you're just um (laughs) So going into this book, it's been a long time before the before the uh, earlier podcast. It was a long time um, bef- since I had read or looked at this book. So I had gone in going, I like the Care Bears. Mm-hmm. I like you know, like I like the idea of a healer group, like you know, positivity and and all that stuff. Like I was I was you know like okay, I think I'm gonna like this, and I actually like the Garal less. Now that I've read this book, they are a one trick pony. They, um, you know, it just feels like the they're power gamed, but like they're in genre power gamed. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so like there's 
no one ever goes, I to play a girl because I want to heal people. You know, like, they, no, they want, they want the goods. They want the, the powers and they, they want to be bigger than a werewolf when they shift. And they, you know, like it, it's just everything about it. The, even the flavor is for power gaming, not for balanced good story. I don't know. Fair. I don't necessarily agree, but I can see where it lends itself in that direction. The mm -hmm. things for me about the Garal is the Garal are supposed to be the healers of Gaia. They are, that was their role given to them by Gaia at the beginning where you're supposed to heal and protect everyone, kind of be the big brother to the mammal species of uh the changing breeds and i think right. they they're written in that role really well but i do agree with you that from a mechanical standpoint they are way more powerful than the Garal. they're almost as powerful as the rokea and that's cool but it's also a bit like wow if you want to be a power gamer this is the group yeah. uh, the breed to play I've never power gamed the Garal before. I've always been like, I want to be a nice like park ranger. Um, <laughs> but that said, I know I'm not like, I enjoy playing those types of characters and I know that I'm not the norm. So it wouldn't shock me for a player to be like, yeah, I want to play a, a werebear to be a badass samurai fighter or something like that. And I'd be like, yeah, who just heals on the side. It's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> right. You don't get to be a combat cleric in this game. That is not how this works. Uh, but they do. That's <laughs> the problem. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, I think from a, from a des I don't know what standpoint. I like the Garol, but I understand your kind of concerns with them too. But let's, mm -hmm. let's move on and kind of like flip through the book together. How do we feel about this first piece of art, maybe, and maybe like the art in general? Let me this, let me look. Mm -hmm. let this me is look. something I know you have feelings on and thoughts on, so we should yeah, get that out of the way. I'm, I'm not happy with the choice of the ink-washed artwork in this book at all. It feels really anxiety-ridden and heavy, and um, it kind of doesn't mesh with a lot of the tone of the written words in this book the, the the text is all about you know everything sucks but we still have hope and you know and they and they kind of try to focus on this glimmer of hope a lot and then you, you turn the page and there's this scratchy ink wash that's hard to make out and you're not sure if that's a head or there's two heads or what's going on and, and you know through the whole book whenever they they I, I don't remember which artist that is um they they have their stuff and I think that their stuff is wonderful but I don't think it's the right tone mm. also I think I always think it's weird whenever they show a wear creature wearing clothing right like that always wigs me out because like that first illustration they're in jeans and a t-shirt and have a bear head with claws yeah, I 
have a different reaction to the art, but I understand what you're saying in that, like, I think it's supposed to be that sort of anxiety inducing and almost the sense of this is the challenge of the werebears is that they're really depressed and falling apart, but they're searching for hope. And it reminds me of Wraith the Oblivion art in that way, which is also super dark and super depressing and kind of like, I guess, um, like frustrating, anxiety inducing, but you're supposed to take out hope from the games directly. So I'm going to, I'm going to sidebar a second. Mm -hmm. Wraith is, (laughs) so when, when Wraith first came out, our group was all excited because we're like, yay, yay, new werewolf, your new uh, white wolf game to play. We all made our characters, and then we were too depressed to play the game. Oh, wow. I don't need a game to make my life more depressing. <laughs> like, I I just, I, I use role play as an escape mm-hmm. to feel like I can do something. And in Wraith, and kind of in Garal, I don't feel like if I had a Garal PC that I could change anything. And, and that's just kind of depressing for me. Um, you know, there's only 200 of them. So you're super rare and special to begin with. And, you know, and basically it's just like everything. So, you know, it's like your Eeyore, but like your happy Eeyore, which doesn't work. And, you know, yay. <laughs> everything sucks. Yay. You know, like that doesn't work for me. And I know it works for other people. Cause I know that the Garal are some of the most beloved wear shifters, you know, like when I was running a, a werewolf LARP, every time a new player would come in, I would look at my, my co-SDs and I would just be like, so do you think they're going to ask to play a new Isha? Brawl. Or a silver thing. You know, like, we, we right. would always, like, list the things that we thought they would come play. And Grawl was almost always on that list. I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I am one of those people. So I love the Grawl. I think <laughs> they are a really interesting uh, type of were creature because I like the idea of being like that caretaker person, but also being capable of like extreme anger. Um, but I guess that's the anger management training within me <laughs> speaking. Um, and I guess I get it with Wraith too. Like I've never played Wraith, but I understand the design philosophy of it was it supposed to be the most hopeful of the world of darkness games but you don't realize that until you actually get in deep with it where it's like oh this is a game about overcoming the fact that you're dead and then finding something afterwards rather than like changeling which is everything's happy and good until it all collapses oh, changeling like... is the darkest game let's not kid ourselves <laughs> right right exactly but Garals, where bears are Care Bear stare friends. Um, I enjoy the introduction here. I think um, explanation of who the Garal are, where they come from. But I'm uh, the thing that I both like and dislike is that they are connected to both like Northern European and Native American, both language and um, groups. And I actually think they do this well 
in this book for once. Like this is kind of, they don't overdo it, but they do touch on and relate to real life cultures in ways that I think like if I was a big bear, like our culture that's connecting to all these people, this would make sense for the way they presented it. So it's, I feel like it's like almost the perfect balance of that for once. Fair. Any other that. <laughs> Thanks. Any, <laughs> any other thoughts on the introduction or the lexicon or anything like that? Oh, the lexicon. Uh, you're going to get started on that. Yeah. I don't like them, but, you know, I just have to be okay with that they're there. Because that's not changing ever. If I ever, when I, when I write a book, I'm going to have a little sidebar with a lexicon and it's going to make sense and it's not going to be weird words that I can't pronounce um, you know like they're unpronounceable like people by me that I can't all right I'm done that's all I have to say <laughs> that's fair but I, I do think at one point you said that you like that at least that it's earlier on in the book rather than yes. later on there's nothing worse than reading three-fourths of the book, having no idea what a term means, and then them telling you, screw that. Mm-hmm. You know, this these are not novels. These are supposed to be handbooks for you to be able to play these. And if you don't know what they're teaching you, it takes you twice as long to read the book, and that's not okay. Yep. So, okay, good on you, girl. You didn't make me not know what you're talking about at first see that is a win for the Garal breed book okay if if the Garal have to take that as a win so be it they've got to take any win they can get because things have just not been good for them no they have not (laughs) they're just like no we're just gonna things suck let's go to sleep I mean I can empathize with that in real life but in game, get up and do something, dudes. Come on. Yeah. They definitely, uh, if there was a theme, a single theme for the Garal, it's depression and, like, the anger at yourself when you finally get out of your depression or even when you're still, like, stuck in it and you're just angry at yourself. Because that's a good explanation of the Garal, actually, I think. Yeah. But, again, it falls back into... I've got enough of that in my real life. Mm. Like I, and that's just me. That that's a me thing. Like I, I want to play something where I can feel like I can make a difference, mm-hmm. and I'm not depressed and hating myself. Or even if I am playing like a character that's got depression or has things they're dealing with and all that. Like I like for there to be a hook where it feels like, oh, I I can do it. Da, da, da. You know, like. But that's just me. Like, I like to, you know, slay the dragon and save the princess. But I think I think the Garal want that, too. They're, but their slaying the dragon is more... But they're more... too depressed. They can't get out of it. They're so sleepy. <laughs> no, but they're waking up. The book tells us that they're waking up and they're taking charge again. Because... This book makes me want to take a nap. <laughs> See, for me, it just makes me go, ooh, this is a, like, cognitive behavioral therapy tool where I can be like, oh, I'm playing this depressed bear that is waking up and, like, taking charge and, like, oh, I can do things. I can heal people. I can make things better. And 
that's a good like self-reflection tool to be like, no, you can get up and take action and go become a giant bear in your real life. I'm glad that you got that out of this. I really am. I did not. Fair. Fair. Uh, (laughs) Moving on into chapter one, I really enjoy the framing of this, but it's also funny in an interesting way. There's this idea of bears dancing, and mm-hmm. bear dancing was a uh, an actual form of torture done to bears by humans, yes. um, particularly in England, where they would force bears uh, under like in painful ways to move around as if they were dancing. But in this book, they say you know the the dance of the bear is actually something that's beautiful and wonderful, and it's something we do as a ritual, a sacred ritual, and that frames the entire like. This is how we're going to explain to you our cosmology, our understanding of the weaver being the actual problem in the world, because they're right. All of them are right. Um, <laughs> and I like that framing of it, but I think um, I think you might have a different view. I, yeah, I know. It's like we've had this conversation before. Yeah. So I love the idea that the dance is important to them. And if they had just said, we will teach you our tales through the dance, I would have been fine. The problem is every time they change subjects, they have a little paragraph that tells the dance moves Mm -hmm. and it's goofy reading. (laughs) I get that they're reclaiming the dance and that they, you know, it doesn't matter if I think it's goofy looking, the Garol don't, and it's dear to their heart. But I, as a reader, because the Garol aren't real, I, as a reader, giggle and just go, no, I don't, like, I. it's way better to just let the players, because you, you know some player has, is now trying to figure out what the actual dance looks like. And, they're, you know, and it's like, I don't, especially in a LARP, I don't want a player to do that. <laughs> Okay, yes, I do. But (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say, I really want to see that now. (laughs) Yeah. But but you know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't need to spell it out. Mm -hmm. By spelling it out, it lost all the magic for me. That's like it could have it could have been majestic in my head. But now it's like to take two steps to the right. Like it was like they were doing the time warp. Yeah. You know, I was like, no, no. It is a very shuffly dance, the way they describe it. And yeah. I, I agree with you. Like, it would have been fine if they had just said, and now we move to the next, like, position in this dance that we're teaching you. Let our imaginations create dances and then have players in a LARP actually do a dance that they're like, this is the Garal dance of, like, welcoming. And it might be silly, but it would be super thematically appropriate. And I love it when players do silly things that immerse you more in the world. Do do you remember that 80s TV show with the Dance of Joy? No. Oh, no. Perfect Strangers? No, there is a TV show where, with Balky, I think it was Perfect Strangers, where two co- a cousin from a different country comes over, and every time he was happy, he'd go, now we have to do the Dance of Joy. Ah, da, da. 
Okay, sorry. Now every time I think of Garal, I'm going to think of that. So uh, It seems appropriate because and if I remember that, right, he's Eastern European. I think so, yeah. <laughs> but it's a made-up country. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's the framing we get for the uh, Garal's background of, like, this is how the world was created, like, through this dance. Gaia is this um, great celestial dancer creating the universe. And I think we've talked about that enough, but we <laughs> do get good details on how the bears interact with the guru and why they were so close to one another at some point. We also get, I think, this wonderful retelling of a fairy tale of uh, Goldilocks and the three bears, but silver hair and the bears. So, yeah. So the only thing that weirded me out about the retell, the using the fairy tales, because they do it several times in this book, mm-hmm. is like that seemed odd to me because the bears were so like, don't, you know, like we're embarrassed by them, ma- you know, taking them taking the dance from us, and in, in you know, like we can't dance in front of people now, and it just seemed odd that they would embrace fairy tales where bears are usually used in some way for good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, like it just, I was like, Oh, like it threw me. Cause it didn't feel it does, that fairy tales don't feel very garrol. Oh, see, I th- feel the exact opposite because bears are so present in fairy tales. It made me feel like, of course the garrol would have their version of that fairy tale because mm-hmm. they're the ones that lived it. And then they just, happened that story happened to be taken into human culture and changed and adjusted and so forth so i get what you're saying i just i i like that i feel like it grounds them a little bit better in actual like history or mythology to some degree okay i i don't i don't feel that but i can see it okay that's fair and they do do that a few times yeah go ahead Uh i said go ahead Okay, um, I did like their exclamation, or explanation, oh my gosh, you can tell I'm sick, I'm just random, I'm just throwing random words out there and go, does that work, um, of the triad, mm-hmm. uh, their, their, their balance is actually balanced, when they yeah. talk about it at the beginning, and that, that's nice, because a lot of times they're like, and then the worm showed up, and it was evil, and you're just like, oh, well, we know who the bad guy is, and he's got a mustache that he's twirling. <laughs> right. You know. Right. And um, and and when they when they tell the story, it, it's like no one was bad; they were all just doing their jobs. Mm-hmm. And I actually kind of feel like it's probably the closest to probably what actually happened. Um, and I don't know if that's like, hey, we were there because we remember, you know, kind of thing, you know, like. Because, you know, they're the first and blah, blah, blah. So, like, there's yeah. just the closest. But, of course, they're the first because everybody's the first changing breed except for mm-hmm. the ones that are like, we're the youngest. And it's like, how can you fight about these I, things? You know, that's just like any middle child. The rest of everyone else is like, you all suck. Just right. all of you suck. <laughs> the Macaulay are like, you know, look, we're literal dinosaurs. We know we're the oldest because 65 million years ago we had a wonder work that just took us all out. Mm-hmm. But you know, 
the Roquet are the oldest. Who knows? You know, depends mm-hmm. on what argument you want to have. I want there to be like wear amoeba. We're the <laughs> oldest. <laughs> yes, you single celled changing breed. You are the <laughs> eldest. <laughs> it just turns into a bigger single cell. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's, that's what our uh, prophecy, the monster movie, is going to be about. Yes, about the wear amoebas. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a terrible decision. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we should not podcast when we're sick. <laughs> no, no. Bad decision. Uh, any other thoughts on <laughs> chapter one before we moved into chapter two, though? Um. The only other thing that jumped out to me, I have two little notes that I took, is at one point in, when they're talking about the gift of breath, the Gaia's breath and mm-hmm. being reborn, they talk about being chosen, they choose to be reborn. Mm-hmm. And I found that really fascinating. Like a werebear could just be like, no, Gaia, I'm done. I just want to hang out in the summer country now. And I thought, Gaia doesn't let the rest of them do that. Maybe maybe Gaia does think that they're more special than everyone else. Yeah. I think you that's know, a good point. That That's a big flavor thing that really will never come in. I mean, you know, it shouldn't because the character dies, it either dies or comes back. You know, like you're not role-playing in the summer country. As your dead character, but um, at least I would think not. I, don't give me that look. Cool. That was such a good storyline. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, like, like to me, like that's a great NPC they run into. Yeah. Bob, why didn't you come back? I'm just hanging out at the summer country. I was tired. He like puts his pop in the air and at his like cabin and wonderful waterfall place and says, "Would you leave this?" I know. Shh. You guys fix this. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going fishing. So but the- um, I thought that was really interesting. And then. Um, so before we move on from that, we didn't actually explain this. So the Garal have the ability to bring people back from death. They have a uh, gift that does that. Um, and mm-hmm. part of the reason the Garu. War of Rage happened is because the Garal refused to bring back the leader of the Garu at the time who had died Mm -hmm. and had died in honorable combat had really should have died. Well, maybe, maybe not. If you ask the Naga, they uh, executed him for a good reason. But anyway, the point is, is the Garal were like, no, this is inappropriate for us to bring this person back. How do you even know we can do this? And that is, is one of the impetuses for the War of Rage, is their refusal to do so. But, you know, on the flip side, just to, just so the the Gru aren't painted completely as the bad guys, you know, the Garal are supposed to kind of do this. This is part of their job. Is, is right. you know, fallen warriors come back. It's not just supposed to be for other Garal. And so... You, you get a little bit of a, the Garal were mostly right, but the Gru were a little bit, at least had the reason to be annoyed. And then you put anger management issues on top of that. And then poof, war of rage. Yep. Yep. Which is fair. Yeah. And 
Yeah, there are multiple reasons suggested throughout these various Cheney Reed books about why the Geralt didn't do it. And you just have to decide for yourself as an ST, like, if I want to play this as a plot, this is why. Yeah. Yay, White Wolf. <laughs> you had one other point about Chapter 1. Sorry. Oh, did I? Oh, I had something, but now I'm not sure. I know, but what was it? I don't know. Sorry. I'm the derailer today. You are. That's okay. I, it, nothing is jumping out as to what it is, so okay. never mind. It so was it, probably just negative, so. <laughs> I doubt just that. Just assume I made it negative. <laughs> All uh, right. Yeah. So in Chapter 2, we really get uh, the kind of like the background character information you would need. Like the gallivant, what happens when you're a new Garal that first year after awakening, your mentor and all of that sort of information. This idea of terrible art, of weird changing things. Um, but also, <laughs> it's funny. I love this art and I know why you don't. But it's it's if you look at it longer, the longer you look at it, the funnier it is as... Uh, like initially I'm just like oh it's people sitting around a campfire but then it's bears sitting around a campfire and then uh -huh. there's someone in like this weird half bear form and full like Krinos forms I love this chapter for the information at the beginning where it's like this is what it means to be a Garal and what it is to like how do we connect with one another and our relationships with each other I like it for that but I don't know what your thoughts are on that like chunk of it well Hold on, you brought up the artwork, so now <laughs> I have to bring up the artwork. Okay. I think the creepiest picture in this entire book is on page 39. And it's because it's this this dude, this Hamid guy. I'm assuming he's Hamid. He's human, at least. Right. And he's got two bear cubs in each arm. Like, one, one in each arm. And one of the bear cubs is biting his ear and pulling the lobe, right? But the but the, the the guy holding the bears is looking directly at you, like at the camera, and he's smirking. And it's creepy. It looks kind of dirty. Yeah. Like 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 he's like mm -hmm. and then they've got these really like in contrast, there's this really delicate flowers kind of framing the whole thing. So you're just like, what is going on in this picture? Like, yeah. who is he? Has he kidnapped those baby cubs? Or is he going to do something inappropriate? Or, you know, like, because, I mean, like, it's like a, hey, how you doing look. Like, it's not just like a, like, there. it's uncomfortable. Why would they put this in here? Yeah. It's, Why? It's funny because I feel like when they gave the art direction, they thought they were saying, hey, here's a grandfather holding their children and their children are doing silly things and they should be like smiling at the reader in like a grandfatherly way. And instead it's like, this is the creepy, creepy uncle. uncle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is a shame because <laughs> if, if, if they didn't have that smile, it would probably be a really cute picture. I think even if he wasn't looking directly at the viewer it wouldn't be so yeah. bad but yeah like you're just yeah. like Ugh. like it gives me the willies i'm like no oh somebody save those cubs <laughs> not right yep. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. agreed. But content-wise, any thoughts before we talk about the tribes? Um, I really like the idea that each of the auspices had their own colors. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's me coming from a LARP background. Anything I can do that will be in character costume-wise that I can, that can be easily done is really awesome in a LARP. Um, you know, and like reading this, like I'm like, oh, like every time you know I I change, I could change my costume a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know, especially in a LARP, when you put that costume on, it's like putting a mask on. Mm-hmm. And it helps you get into that character. And if there's a change in your character and your costume reflects that change, it helps a bazillion times. Yeah. And so I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And to clarify for our listeners, so Garal, unlike Garu, uh, go throughout their lives changing their auspices. Mm -hmm. So they are born a specific auspice. And as they get older in different stages of life, they move through Ragabash, Galliard, Theurge, etc., etc., and Arun, mm. so forth and so on. Um, and it's not that. I think that... they end in Philodox, right? I think they end in Philodox. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, regardless of which exact path they go, they go through those in their stages of life. So every Garal is going to be a Ragabash at some point, is going to be an Arun. So that gives you an opportunity to be like, I am aging. Maybe I'm taking a nap or whatever. And you get to play through those different auspice changes uh, in a longer form game, at least. Right. So, yeah, the cool thing with that is if you have one of those moments in game, you can literally go, instead of be wearing red shirts all the time, now I'm wearing blue shirts. Woohoo! Look at me! Yep. Changing. <laughs> changing, but, you know, like a but, changing breed. What? No, but for some players... Even a even like a small costume change like that is a huge deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like 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 I've I've ran games where someone will walk up and go, "Look, my character's now wearing a sweater," <laughs> and I was like, oh, "Oh, okay," but like it, it and it you know like and they actually had a thought process behind it, and that's really cool to see. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Costuming helps uh, inform the player and other players about things happening internally. It's a theater mm-hmm. trick. Like it, the way the costume is tells you something about the character. Um, and if you're aware of that, great. And if you're not, sometimes it's still telling things that you're maybe not intentionally putting out there. Right. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, so in this chapter, they like to point out a, a whole, whole bunch that Grawl are solitary, for them, mm-hmm. which makes me roll my eyes and go, Ugh, that means they're not playable by PCs. And that's just another, like, it, it, it's very frustrating because a lot of these changing breeds, you know, I'm a Bastet. I'm out on my own all the time. Yeah. That's not helpful. And I do know that in this book they say, they're solitary amongst their own kind. You know, a lot of times they'll changing breeds to hang out and stuff, but it just still, it's very frustrating because it's like, no wonder the guru, the guru won 
they're the only ones that hang out with each other. Mm-hmm. Which is you know, kind like, of ridiculous, but yeah. Yeah, but that's that's how they wrote them all. <laughs> Um, that's a good point. They are, uh, it's a good point, both that they're solitary, but also that supposedly they do hang out. They're willing to hang out with the Garou. They're willing to hang out with the Bastet and the Nuisha. They're kind of th- a good filler changing breed where you're like, you know what? I want to play something different. That's going to fit into every other one working with other, every one of these other splats in one form or another. So mm-hmm. I like them for that. But I understand, like, when it's like, well, maybe I want to play a Garal game. Well, why are these four Garal together all of a sudden? Like, yeah. what is bringing them together? You have to really think about that because there's no built in story reason usually for them to get together. No. Which is no, fair. they kind of look at each other, sniff, and then walk away. Yeah. So, moving from that to talk about the tribes a little bit, there are five different tribes of Garal. And one, there are 200 Garal. How the heck are there five tribes or four tribes? Well, um, do the math. Right. <laughs> that means each like, tribe only has, you know, 50 Garal in it. So right. you should know every single person that's in your tribe. Right. Except the 200 number is kind of supposed to be like... Garal that are asleep, Garal that have gone into the Umbra and may not be like around. So it's like you may Even never, less. yeah, you may never ever run into another member of your tribe. How is that a tribe? One, well, I like at least their answer in that your tribes are instead of like political groups or family groups, they are the breed of, uh, of bear that you are related to. But and only sometimes. Yeah. All right, that's fair. They, they don't hold on to that because, like, uh, there are times when they talk about forest walkers could be a polar bear. Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense, but okay, you know. Yeah, it's silly. It's one of those things, like, I don't need tribes of of Garal, but you've given me them. If you're going to make them tribes, at least stick to the fact the ice stalkers are polar bears and stick to the idea that the river ones the river walkers or whatever are brown bears and the mountain guardians yeah. are grizzlies just I just stick to that much rather it had been a philosophy yeah okay hey you're you're a, you're a garal here's these four philosophies we follow pick one mm-hmm. you know or or stick with with the actual breed of what type of bear it is yeah um, either do one or the other mm-hmm. yeah but this in-between thing does not work. Sorry, I just looked out my window and there's this giant squirrel like sitting on my windowsill, just staring at me. It's a were squirrel. It's clearly a were squirrel. And it doesn't like Garal. Like Garal <laughs> killed its parents and now it's after me. Oh my gosh, it's huge. All right, it's, sorry. It, it's uh, w- uh, what do you call it? What's the comic that I'm thinking of? Moose and Squirrel. Uh, Rocky and Bowinkle. Oh, yeah. Rocky. And he's like, I don't like those bears. They're horrible. Yeah. No, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. So if I cut out randomly, it's because I'm screaming because a squirrel got in. Squirrel's killing you. Yeah. Um, That brings us to the the litany of the Garal, which is fine. Like, that's my only thought about it. I just, meh. It's, it doesn't. Yeah, it's the litany. Yeah. And it's a little bit different. It fits them. Um, it fits everything you know about the Grawl. You know, they believe in 
protecting, uh, cleaning, healing, as well as remembering and eventually punishing the guilty. So that seems to be the range of bear emotions. Either you're a protective mama bear or you're raging and destroying everything around you. Yeah. So it nothing shocking here, helpful for you to like read through it and understand it. Um, and then it tells us about where bears are and bears are basically everywhere except for Africa. So you're going to find, if you want to play a bear from anywhere, well in Australia too, but um, you could, you know, I suppose find uh, one kinfolk or something like that there. It'd be weird, I but mean, you could do it. Just travel there. Yeah. The you advantage just wouldn't of, be from there. Right. Exactly. It all depends, like, if you're Hamid breed or if you're Ursine breed. Like, if you're a bear bear, you're probably not from places bear bears are not in. <laughs> bear bears, by the way, that is the uh, official... Have you ever watched bear. that cartoon? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> okay, start. Uh, that's bear, three garal right there. <laughs> We're very serious here. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, I like... I'm going to set the book aside. I... I like this book, I, but I do think it's a little bit too long. Like, the funny thing is they wanted to make these breed books a little bit shorter to begin with. I think it would have worked out better because this is the first one that I think is good at the length that it is, but probably could have been shorter and been fine. Well, I think the problem is because they said, we're going to make them longer. That's what you, that's what everyone wants. And they filled it with more power gaming stuff. Mm. And so, you know, there's all these gifts and rights and just all of this stuff that like, is it needed? The, the, the Garal are cool. They can heal. That's that's their thing. Mm-hmm. And then they gave them a bunch of other stuff. And you're like, oh, now they're really power gamed. Yeah. And, you know. It would have been interesting to me if they had done some sort of thing where Garal are really strong in their uh, Krinos form. But they suffer some sort of, like, difficulty in that form um, or if they spend too much time in that form or something like that, like that might've been a good way to say, okay, like you get one round of, you get to be a murder machine and you better murder right. during that one round. And then you're like, you want to sleep. Right. Yeah. That might've been a way of like balancing them out a little bit, but I like it because again, it's like you get to play a murder machine, but you're supposed to be, calm and restricted and like a little bit chill like i like that role-playing game challenge role-playing game challenge i like that role-playing challenge no i get it and i think in the hands of a good role player that's a great challenge and that's that's great to work through the problem is you get players who who don't see it as a challenge they see it as a way to have their cake and eat it too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you know, like they rage and then don't feel bad afterward. Mm-hmm. You know, and like in the, the good role play there is the, Oh no, what have I done? Mm-hmm. You know, That's so. Fair. Yeah. 
Do you have any thoughts on like a story that you would run with a Garal though? Is there anything that you were like, hey, I would do this <laughs> if I had players that were a Garal or if I had a Garal game going on? So you you just set me up. Um because <laughs> we talked about this last time. Yes. So every time I read one of these books, I try to find a little little one sentence or one little thing that I go, oh, this can change everything. And I don't always find it in the books. You know, sometimes I find stuff and I go, oh, okay, that makes this interesting or I would like to role play this or, or whatever. But this is the first time while reading one of these books that I actually went, oh, oh, out loud. And my poor husband was like, what is wrong? And we were sitting in my daughter's orthodontist appointment when I was reading this. And I was like, you have to read this. And I handed him the book and I showed it to him and he read it in his, one of his eyebrows went up and he went, that changes everything. And I said, I know. <laughs> so on page 33, I'm going to find it because I'm going to read it specifically. Cause if I don't, I'm going to paraphrase and mess it up. Um, they are talking about the Croatin and the Croatin mm -hmm. sacrifice. <clears throat> okay, the great grandfather considered entering the, and I'm not going to pronounce that right, Gethrua, to fight the death bear for the Croatin's return. In the end, Gaia made it known to us that this was not the time. Mm -hmm. And so that implies there is a time to go fight Death Bear to bring the Croatin back. And I think that is fantastic. I love earth-shattering plots that flips everything on the ear that isn't in the book. Yep. Like, yep. I would run the Garal having to sacrifice every single last Garal to bring the Croatin back. Yes. A hundred percent. Because like that, that's huge. That's epic. If you were part of that story as a Garal, you would talk about that story till you were no longer role playing and sitting in a, a rocking chair and going, do you remember that time I sacrificed myself to bring the Croatian back? Those were good times. You know, Yep. I, that that's huge. And that's amazing. And that's fun. And it's epic. And, like, to me, like, you know, like how I was saying that I like stories where I feel like I can make a difference. Mm -hmm. Like, that's making a difference. Like, that's yeah. huge. You know, and not only that, could you imagine the look on all of the guru's faces? Right. Like, here's an entire oh, tribe. We returned. started the word race, and then they brought the <laughs> Right. It's it so good. It would be awesome. I think what I would really love about that story is like I would run that like uh, as a five year chronicle for a LARP, which is kind of my vision of your vision is yeah, run yeah. run that. And like the third year or the fourth year is when they bring the Croatan back. And then you have a year where you tell players make Croatan if you want to like no, play these characters. What I would do what I would do is every Gural character that sacrifice themselves would get to play a crow to them oh yeah yeah because yeah. mm -hmm. you know like that's the that's the um reward mm -hmm. 
you know, you just sacrificed your character for something huge. You get to play something even cooler now. Good point. Good point. That would be awesome. Yeah, like, like it's just, it's just good stuff. Like, I'm very excited about like that. That to me, like, is the is one of the best things I found since I've started reviewing these books. Like, like my husband and I, we had like an hour conversation of how we would do it. Nice. You know, but also to be fair, my husband and I met at a LARP and we're nerds. Right. So. Okay. so if you're going to nerd out with anybody, you know, nerding out with your significant others, a good nerding out. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> if you can't nerd out with your significant other, you're doing it wrong. Yep, for sure. Um, huh. How about you? That's a good question. I, I, I had all this time to think of something different. <laughs> and... Honestly, that's such a good story that it's hard for me to, to even think of anything other than that now. Like, I'm, I might use a Garal as, like, NPC fodder for picking up, like, ideas and MacGuffins and things like that through a story. That's generally how I've used them before. There's also a Garal character in Midnight Circus who is... Uh, a super sad character, and I, whenever I use the Midnight Circus in one of my favorite module slash books to use to pull into a game, I have the players interact with this Garal, who is like he's trapped in this circus as a performing bear and doesn't realize who he is. So, for me, I always love putting it in front of my players, and then my players are like, "We've got to save the bear. We've yeah. got to do everything we can to like get him out." And uh, I love that. I love playing him and i love having them like get him out of that prison so i guess that would be the plot that i would use i also wanted to uh point out that there are some fun uh there's at least at least one really interesting uh story involving a brown like you can like research like you know bear stories in history and find some fascinating stuff. Um, my favorite one is the Polish brown bear during World War II, who ended up becoming, was he part of the army? I think the army, yeah. The army. And um, he like fought with them during, like the bear actually like would like help move ammunition, ammunition cases mm -hmm. for them to fire on the bad guys. And, and like, I, you know, like, if that wasn't a Garal, I don't know what would be in real life. Right. Like, that's amazing. Um, and and then the other, the other, only other thing I would ever want to, like, touch upon or maybe um, in a story could be that, um, you know, in real life, grizzly bears and polar bears have started to breed together yep. to form monsters. <laughs> <laughs> real life yeah yeah they're terrifying horribly, yeah they're humongous they, they are like somehow they're bigger than a polar bear and a grizzly bear yeah and they have the they have the grizzly bears like furry round head but then they have the polar bears like you know how like their nose can like move like at crazy angles mm -hmm. and they're they're terrifying looking and I would probably do a story with one of those hybrid. I think they're called growlers, growlers, something like that. And uh, cool name. I would do something with one of those, but I would make it be worm tainted. 
Sure. Like the, you know, uh, you know, the environment is getting so bad that, you know, they're having to breed out, you know, they're having to mate outside of their own species and look at what's become of this and then have this, this growler go and like start terrorizing a town. And like, then it's this like more, dilemma of like for the for the garal do we put it down do we try to heal it can it be healed is right. it too far gone like i like moral dilemmas like that here's how i would embellish it to make it even worse is yeah. i would have it be twin bears mm-hmm. and one of them is worm tainted and the other one is not and the other one is like, is the one that has to make the call. Do I kill my brother or sister or do mm-hmm. I like, how do we heal them from this situation? And that like is portrayed by one of the players getting to play that character. And then you right. have to like make the call. Like, what do you do with this? Y- your sibling. That's fun. That's yep. super fun. Yep. Yeah. So. Cool. This yeah. has been a wonderful conversation about the Care Bears. Again. Um, <laughs> again. again. Um, I, I think this one was better. Um, they were both great conversations, but this one hopefully... The, the other care. one was... I ranted more on the other one. <laughs> That's okay. Um, we both have to have those opportunities to rant here and there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, how many... Uh, I don't know. How many bears out of 10 would you give this I'm, I'm going to correct you again as i did last <laughs> time and say we're changing this to bear claw donuts yep because if i have to rate this book that i did not like i get donuts out of it at least <laughs> fair um i'm gonna go with five and that's only because of the 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 Croatan thing that I found at the end, or it would be less. Like I would never pick up this book to use. Fair. So I think I'm the opposite. I don't remember what I gave it last time, but I would say eight out of ten. Uh, bear claws. You gave it out. like eleven out of ten. Like you were like being oh. like Care Bear stared to give it a high score. Maybe. Like I really like this book. I really like the Garal. Um. I think eight or nine is probably the highest, but probably eight is it's a solid eight for me. Okay. All right, I did everyone. Like the comic at the beginning too. I will I will say that again. And the comic is good, so it's yeah. a good like I, I don't know. I liked it, so I'm just gonna defend the heck out of the book all day long. That's okay. You're, it. <laughs> you're just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, until we finally get an answer to the question, when will you rage? We will talk to you again soon.